0: hey there everyone i'm blake and welcome back to let's talk tech the podcast all about talking about technology It's been a while since I've said that! It feels kind of (laughs) good to say that phrase again. Uh, It's episode 4 of my podcast. Uh, The last time I did this little tech podcast was back in July, so it has certainly been a while since I last did uh, a good old tech podcast. I really missed it though, so uh, as soon as possible I wanted to go ahead and get back with the good old tech podcast. So, since it's been a while, there might be some new folks, or maybe you forgot, Uh, Maybe this is your first time listening, Let's Talk Tech is my weekly podcast all about talking about technology. You can expect new episodes every Saturday, and the podcast is available pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. So we're on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc., Practically, wherever you get your podcast, you can find the Let's Talk Tech podcast. So, if you're still curious, want to learn more about my podcast, head on over to slash podcast. We have all the information. You can go check out the latest Let's Talk Tech video, or if you want to find all the different links to where you can listen to Let's Talk Tech, we have all that over there. So that's Blake One Studios.com slash podcast to go ahead and check it out one more time. It's Blake the number one studios.com slash podcast for all things Let's Talk Tech. So we have a whole bunch of tech news to get to this week and some catching up to do. So let's go ahead and get started with the tech news from the past week. <laughs> This week, Amazon announced the location for its highly anticipated second United States headquarters, codenamed HQ2. Over the past year, cities all across the United States have been enticing Amazon to come to their city with special tax breaks and incentives and special perks and they've been doing this because Amazon promises to bring over 50,000 new jobs and 5 billion in capital spending for the new headquarters. These cities really think that Amazon will help their head uh, their city with the headquarters and so they want to make sure that Amazon comes to their city and not some other city. And how do you do that? Why don't you just bribe Amazon? Yeah, that's that's how it goes. So basically what we have set up here is Amazon's looking for a place to build their giant new headquarters and the cities are basically in a giant bidding war to see who gets Amazon. That's basically what we've had set up here over the past year. Now Amazon announced on Tuesday that they've decided to split HQ2 into two separate but equal locations. The first one will be in Long Island City, New York, and the second one will be in Crystal City, Virginia they also announced that a similar but smaller hub would be built in Nashville, Tennessee, which will f- which will provide an additional 5,000 jobs for that city as well. Now, my thoughts on this. Well, first of all, the new locations really make sense. Amazon will be close to the US government in Washington D.C. with their uh, with their Virginia headquarters, which is well perfect for lobbying, and they'll also be close to the financial kingdom that is Wall Street with their New York City location. So, For Amazon, it's a win-win. When you're a large mega corporation like Amazon, the two things you need to be closest to are money and government. And Amazon gets both with their new headquarters by splitting it up. Now, Amazon has been receiving some backlash for this and I think it's important to talk about that because I slightly agree with the backlash. So Amazon is expected to receive $2 billion in tax incentives and benefits for the two new locations and the tax incentives and benefits are the main reason that they've been facing backlash for the headquarters in the first place. People are saying things like, why exactly does a huge business like Amazon deserve 2 billion in tax incentives just to set up shop somewhere? Here we have Amazon being welcomed with open arms tax breaks incentives but small businesses in the area continue to suffer from high taxes and bad city codes that only suffer businesses. If any company should be getting taxed, this is what some people have been saying, don't you think it should be the large mega corporation that is Amazon? Amazon makes billions every single year. Don't you think they should be able to pay some in taxes? But no, in order to get Amazon to come to these cities, what we're doing is we're removing their taxes so Amazon gets a win-win. Amazon gets to make money and they don't get to pay taxes. It's just perfect for Amazon. But then we have all the small businesses who are trying to make money, but then they're also getting taxed and they're having to suffer from bad city codes and all kinds of stuff that just stifle business. It's really, really unfair. Now don't you think maybe a good solution would be not only to encourage amazon but also to encourage additional businesses as well not just amazon instead we could be enticing amazon but we could also be enticing small businesses to stay in these areas and to uh, continue doing business in these areas by offering tax benefits for everyone not just amazon like i said This is just an Amazon bidding war. The cities that Amazon picked are the cities that essentially won the bidding war. Now one of the biggest criticizing statements about the new headquarters came from New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand who said in a statement on Twitter, quote, while I'm glad that Amazon recognizes that Queens is a great place to do business, stop it right there, stop it right there, I'm sorry, Queens is not a great place to do business. The taxes are humongous and don't even get me started on how hard it is just to build stuff in New York in the first place, but anyways, look, so she says, while I'm glad that Amazon recognizes that Queens is a great place to do business, I'm concerned about the lack of community input and the incentives that Amazon received in order to convince them to bring these jobs to New York. See even she admits that we're having to convince Amazon to bring jobs to our cities. She continued, one of the wealthiest companies in history should not be paying, uh, receiving financial assistance from the taxpayers while too many New York families struggle to make ends meet, end quote. Great, you know what, I have to agree with that. I think that's a great quote uh, from Senator Gillibrand because, look, overall, I think it's great that companies like Amazon can grow and expand under the American economy. But I do have to agree that don't you think two billion is a bit excessive for a company that earns billions every year? Like I said, it's just a little unfair to small businesses and families. That's just what Gillibrand just said. I think that the process for giving incentives to encourage these large businesses, it is unfair. But that doesn't mean it should just go away entirely. I think that there's a slightly better ways of handling this. Like I said, not just encouraging one business, maybe encouraging an, an entire sector of businesses or an entire industry. Maybe you really want tech businesses to come to your city because it'll really help your city. Or maybe you want coal industry, you know, something, something like that. I think that just singling out one company in particular, aka Amazon, to come to your city, it, it like I said, it turns into a giant bidding war between the cities, and on, the only people who suffer from that are the taxpayers. Amazon benefits. It's a win-win for them. I think that not just Amazon should be able to benefit from tax breaks. I think that Amazon and more businesses should be able to benefit from those tax breaks. <laughs> all right let's go ahead and talk about twitter because twitter is actually being boycotted by cable news network fox news now you may not have heard about this because well not very many people have noticed but fox news's twitter account with over 18 million followers is actually being boycotted right now it's been completely silent over the past week And we actually know why Fox News is boycotting. We'll talk about that, uh, plus a little bit of discussion on it in just a second. But first, I wanted to quickly mention that this story is actually brought to you by myself, ooh, and some friends over at The Last Straw. So The Last Straw is a brand new news and editorial blog ran by some friends and I. And we're putting out high-quality news articles all about politics and ongoing issues in the United States. So we're posting news articles and little bits of journalism each every day so if you really like this podcast you're going to love the last straw because well i post on it a lot more frequently than i do this podcast so there's a whole lot more of my thoughts on life over on the last straw than on this podcast so i've been posting talking about it on my twitter a lot uh, but i write a bunch of the articles for it each week so you can find a link to the last straw on my twitter Uh, on my website, BlakeOneStudios.com and if you're watching the YouTube video, it'll be in the description down below so you can go check it out, it's in the YouTube video description down below so be sure to check out The Last Straw we're putting out some high quality articles all about politics and news that is The Last Straw, the link is in the description and on my website, BlakeOneStudios.com but back to the Twitter boycott so the reason why Fox News has been completely silent on Twitter is actually because get this so one of their hosts tucker carlson uh, you may have heard of him or maybe you even watch his show uh but he's a host for fox news every night and his personal information including his address was actually posted a whole bunch of times all over twitter And Fox News apparently attempted to report these tweets and get them taken down to Twitter. But Twitter, uh, I guess, wasn't fast enough because Fox News actually got a little mad with Twitter. And so Fox News is now boycotting Twitter. They've been completely silent on their Twitter page since November 8th at around 2 p.m. So it's been over a week, like a week and two days now. And uh, they've been completely silent on Twitter and they apparently won't be posting until Twitter apologizes and takes down the offending tweets that Fox News apparently didn't like. Apparently, these tweets contain Tucker Carlson's information or something like that. So that is why Fox News has been silent on Twitter. They're demanding an apology from Twitter and an apology they probably aren't gonna get. It's been a week now This wasn't a huge scandal for Twitter or anything. Like I said, nobody noticed this, but Fox News is just really upset with Twitter and that is why they haven't been posting on their Twitter account. So a little little funny drama going on behind the scenes and not very many people have noticed, even the media hasn't really picked up on this yet. There's been no official statements from Fox News or anything like that. It's been a very busy news week though with other things, so I guess this story sort of slipped underneath the radar this is not detrimental to Twitter or anything. Twitter's going to f- survive just fine without Fox News. And I think that Fox News will eventually give this up. Um, they'll go right back to posting tweets at some point once they realize that Twitter probably isn't going to apologize to them or anything like that. So yeah, that is why Fox News is boycotting Twitter and what's been going on over there. <laughs> This week some new information leaked on a brand new phone from Google and it may actually be a budget phone, which is a first for Google. Uh, This week a Russian blog leaked the Google Pixel 3 Lite, which is what looks like a budget phone in the making by Google. Now we missed Techtober here on the podcast, which I'm very sad about. Uh, For those of you who didn't know, October is a really good month for tech news. Lots of new phones and technology are announced uh, in October. It's really exciting. And we missed that on the podcast because I was busy and didn't get to make podcast episodes. But, um, so we missed Techtober, but last month Google announced the Pixel 3 and Pixel 3 XL, which is its third generation of Pixel phones. They're, um, so Google's uh, phones, the Pixel 3 comes with an OLED screen. It looks really nice. It's got an even better camera than last year. Um, Pixel phones have always had really good cameras Um, and it's also got wireless charging um, and it's expensive. The Pixel 3 is a little too expensive for my taste, but the Pixel 3 XL is even more expensive. It's bigger, it's got a bigger battery and stuff, but it's also ugly. The Pixel 3 XL is an abomination to society. That thing is hideous. It's got a huge chin on the bottom and a giant notch on the top. Now I've grown accustomed to notches slowly over the past year, but the notch on the Pixel 3 XL takes notch to a whole new level. I mean, this, look at, this is ugly. The notch on the Pixel 3 XL, it is hideous. But anyways, so those are Google's Pixel 3 and Pixel 3 XL phones that, um, that they announced last month. But it appears we have a new phone joining that family called the Pixel 3 Lite. Now, this is supposedly going to be a budget phone, but here's the thing. It may not make it to the United States, which is a little disappointing. So the details on this phone, the first notable difference is that it supposedly has a headphone jack, which is surprising. This new budget phone has something that the other phones don't, and that is the headphone jack. Uh, Google ditched the headphone jack a long time ago, so that's kind of... It has a headphone jack, which is interesting, uh, but it seems like this phone is intended for uh, different markets rather than the United States, and the headphone jack is probably a reason why. Um, but the phone also comes with a Snapdragon 670 processor, and the reason why you've probably never heard of that processor is because it's only used in phones that are intended for Asian markets. So. Yeah, this phone may never make it to the United States, which is a little disappointing. It has an IPS screen instead of an OLED screen, so it's obviously uh less expensive. It also comes with 4 gigs of RAM supposedly, and also the Pixel 3 X uh, uh the Pixel 3 Lite, I should say, also comes with a smaller battery. So it seems that Google has taken its Pixel 3 and squished it down even, into an even cheaper phone, and supposedly that phone will range in the price range of around 400 to 500 dollars so it's a little bit cheaper than the pixel 3 but still a little too expensive for my taste but like i said it looks like this phone will not be making it to the us unfortunately as much as i like this phone it looks really nice and it's a reasonable price but um, unfortunately it looks like it's not designed for the united states market more for different markets, so a little disappointing, but oh well So that is the first look at the pixel 3 Lite, a supposedly new phone coming from Google sometime soon Time for some quick stories where we just quickly fire off some headlines from the past week and let you know on some quick little stories that have been going on here and there in the tech industry. So first of all, the fight for the biggest YouTube channel is really starting to heat up with uh, T-Series and PewDiePie. Now, both channels are at 70 million subscribers. PewDiePie has held the position as most subscribed YouTube channel for a long time, several years now, but the Indian Channel T-Series is just getting ready to pass them up. Both channels are at 70 million subscribers. T-Series is behind PewDiePie by just a few hundred thousand subscribers, but they're growing a lot faster than PewDiePie Which is why they're expected to pass PewDiePie within the next couple of days now This fight has been really heated up as fans of PewDiePie have been Fighting really hard to make sure that he stays as the number one most subscribed to channel But it seems that he will likely be overthrown within then within the next couple of days so little news going on there with the YouTube video platform. But then also we have some news from Windows because ads randomly popped up in the Windows Mail app as a test. But then Microsoft quickly uh, took those ads away uh, saying that it was just a test and that they were That the uh, ads weren't supposed to roll out so broadly and it was just a small internal test to see if the advertisements were worth it or not. A lot of people were very disappointed that ads randomly popped up in Windows Mail, but personally I don't really see why this is a huge issue as advertisements have appeared in Gmail, the Google Mail app, for a very long time. So that's just my quick thoughts on the Windows Mail app uh advertisements but like i said they were tested and then quickly abandoned as microsoft said it was just a quick test and they weren't actually going to do anything with it PlayStation is skipping E3 next year for the first time in the event's 24-year history. They've said that they just want to go on to different experiences and they don't want to let their fans down. So PlayStation will be a no-show at the Electronic Entertainment Expo next year. Microsoft is discounting Xbox games for Black Friday, so be sure to check that out if you're an Xbox One gamer. Some of the games are up to 75% off, so go check it out over on the Xbox Store. Google Maps will soon let let you chat with businesses directly in its app. This feature will be coming within the next couple of months, so super excited about that. You'll be able to chat with businesses, ask questions, you know, things like that, so participating businesses can participate in that and get more direct with their customers. Instagram is slowly rolling out a dashboard that will let you see how much time you use it, which is definitely not something that I need in my life. Nope, don't need it at all. So the new dashboard will let you see just how much you use the app and it also will be coming to Facebook within the next couple of months as well And finally the Amazon music app is now available on Xbox one So if you want to go listen to your Amazon tunes, apparently now you can on Xbox one That's our quick stories for today now for our final story and of course one thing I liked and one thing I hated from this week <laughs> Facebook's latest patent may just be a little bit on the creepy side as they filed a patent that would make it easier to target entire families with ads by analyzing the photos that these families post. Now, the patent application which was filed on May 10th and was finally published today Discusses an algorithm that would identify elements of photos uploaded to Instagram and cross-reference them with other data to build an entire Profile of households now if Facebook were to implement this system It would supplement their family targeting program for advertisements. They launched last year now Facebook Can use the photographs? in addition to information such as IP addresses and other Facebook accounts to supposedly determine the members of a family so that it can better target them with ads. Facebook wants to analyze photos with machine learning algorithms in order to determine the members of a family including specific information on them such as gender, age, etc. as well as the roles that these members have in families yeah it's just another method that facebook really wants to use to clearly mine data clearly we're just going down the route of dehumanizing entire families in order to make them into a bunch of statistics that we can use to better target them with advertisers it's just really great so facebook and the application uses a bunch of broad examples on how the system could be used um but their their system is not their first really creepy system they also applied for a patent that could turn on the microphones of phones in order to detect what tv shows people were watching yeah facebook facebook just wants to turn you into even more possibilities for data mining just another example of why i don't use facebook okay time for one thing i liked this week and one thing i absolutely hated now the one thing i liked this week was in the latest windows at 10 insider build there's a brand new windows 10 light theme so this brand new light theme completely changes the look and theme of the windows shell which is your taskbar start menu notification center etc into a very nice white theme i mean it just really looks really cool it's a really nice sort of different feel of Windows. I really quite like it. I was really surprised by this move. Wasn't expecting it at all. Uh, But there's a brand new light theme, and you can see some pictures on it on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, But it basically sort of reverses the entire Windows 10 look and feel into a very nice white on black look. The text is all black. There's different style icons for apps and stuff. It looks really nice now. Unfortunately, it's a little too white in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I'll actually use this uh, because it looks like a, a, a very nice white wash but it also comes with a brand new windows uh, hero logo background which is the default windows 10 background to accompany it and it looks really nice as well so windows may be getting a brand new fresh look in 2019 with their march update and a brand new light theme is coming to windows i really liked this this really made my week believe it or not this nice windows 10 light theme it's nice to have even more personalization options in windows because windows It just really lets you personalize it, you know, all the different color options, things like that. Now we have a brand new light theme, and it's really starting to form together Microsoft's real feel for Windows of light theme versus dark theme. And uh, the dark theme is, of course, incredibly popular, but this brand new light theme that we're seeing looks really nice. It's nice and sleek and modern, and I really quite like it a lot. Now, one thing I hated this week was... A brand new video from YouTuber Jerry Rig Everything. I didn't hate the video. The video was great, but he showed that the iPad Pro is extremely easy to bend. Yeah, just just check this out. You can see the iPad Pro just crumbling. I mean, you think the dude is superhuman? I it wouldn't be the first example of a tablet being extremely easy to bend, but wow! I mean, it's it's pretty absurd. He's just putting just enough pressure on each end of the tablet that it just crushes uh, right where the USB-C uh, type-C jack is, and also I guess where the uh, Apple pen charging area. It just completely crumbles. Uh, I can think of a couple other tablets that acted like this. The truth is. Tablets aren't like smartphones where they're typically very sturdy But this wouldn't be the first example of an Apple product being very easy to bend Um, Previous iPhones were also very easy to bend. There was a whole Scandal over that. I think a phone being able to bend easier is a little bit more different than a tablet Phones are a little bit more sturdy um, Than tablets, whereas tablets are big. There's a lot of room to put pressure on them and um, the makeup of these two devices are just completely different. But the iPad Pro is easily bendable. But also, who cares? <laughs> I mean, who cares about the iPad Pro being bendable? The truth is, you shouldn't be applying that much pressure to a device like that. It's The iPad Pro is a, pretty much a luxury device type thing. You shouldn't be doing that to the poor thing. Why would anyone... I don't know. It's It's just a little silly to be... Uh, knocking the device down for being that easily bendable. So a little mixed emotions here on the iPad Pro. Personally, um, I think it's silly that it's easily bendable, but I also think the reaction to it being easily bendable is silly because it shouldn't be a shocker. Tablets are just built that way. Um, But yeah, that's the iPad Pro. So. That was one thing I liked and one thing I hated, but that's going to do it for the Let's Talk Tech podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed. If you're watching the YouTube video, make sure you leave a like on the podcast before you go. Uh, We'll be back next week with even more tech news. Like I said earlier, check out BlakeOneStudios.com podcast for all the information on Let's Talk Tech. Make sure you follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode or just subscribe to the YouTube channel, that sort of thing. Um, Apple Podcast, follow us there too if you're really interested. But thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you all enjoyed. I will catch you all next Saturday for the next episode of Let's Talk Tech.